This is True Parenting Audio, Episode 71. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Welcome back to True Parenting Audio, everybody. Today, I'm excited to share with you something that we've never done on the podcast before. We're actually going to be visiting with Amanda Reuter from DirtAndBoogers.com. It's the first interview we've ever done on True Parenting. And Amanda and I are going to be digging right into a guest post that she has posted on True Parenting entitled, The Ultimate Guide to Stop Yelling at Your Kids. We're going to go in a little bit deeper with each of the points of of this article. If you'd like to read the article, you can go to trueparenting.net and find the article there, as well as all of the links we'll talk about today. We've got some uh, also a special offer that Amanda has for us at the end of the podcast today, and you can also find the details of that at the end of the article on True Parenting. So go ahead and check that out, and without further ado, we'll jump into our interview with Amanda Reuter of DirtAndBoogers.com. Welcome. Thanks for sharing some of your thoughts with us today, Amanda. It's great to have you. Oh, it's great to be here. So I wanted to just let uh, the True Parenting audience know a little bit more about you, and so I was wondering if you'd just tell us a little more about yourself and your family, first off. Sure. Um, I'm Amanda. I was um, a therapist that worked mainly with children and parents before I left to stay at home with my um, two boys. They're now um, four, almost five and two. And um, I have a military husband and we move every few years. So it was difficult to maintain licensure and um, and practice. So I've stayed home and now I'm blogging and talking all about um, family and kids on my blog. Great. And tell everybody the name of your blog because I love it. Sure. (laughs) It's Dirt and Boogers. Okay. So you can find me at (laughs) dirtandboogers.com. So how did that come about? How did you come up with Dirt and Boogers? Where did that, I mean, I I honestly, I said in the intro, but I, I just wanted to tell you that that was one of the very first things that as I scrolled through, when I started true parenting, I scrolled through Facebook and I was looking to, to kind of connect with some other bloggers and things like that. And I saw dirt and boogers and I have, I have three boys myself that all just go out in our back pasture and it's all about dirt and boogers and with them. And so I like, that just really drew me in and it made me want to connect with you on Facebook. So I wanted to kind of hear a little bit about where that came from. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, the name either makes one, makes people want to click through or completely ignore me, I've discovered. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, well, when I started the blog, I started three years ago, and my oldest, I guess it was almost, yeah, three years ago, my oldest was a young toddler at that point, and I was just sharing, like, kids' activities, day-in-the-life kind of stuff. I had no intention of, of it really being, like, you know, my business. Mm-hmm. And I had a picture of him, you know, with dirt and boogers on his face. <laughs> I remember thinking like that is, you know, child boys and I have a boy. No, I have two boys. Um, and so I just named it Dirt and Boogers and it has morphed and grown and changed and but the name has stayed the same. You know, you're not going to forget my name. So I yeah, couldn't spare to change it. So that's great. Yeah. So um, today we're going to be talking about, I featured your article, The Ultimate Guide to Stop Yelling at Your Kids on trueparenting.net. And I wanted to, it talks about a challenge that you gave yourself a while back to stop yelling at your kids. And I wanted you to just tell us a little bit about that, what spurred it on, and tell us a little bit about your journey to fulfill that challenge. Sure. Um yeah, so I started the challenge a little over a year ago, and um, my oldest at that age, who was three, and I had a baby at home, and I was in what I like to call my mom funk. I wasn't happy. I was just frustrated at life. Um, we had just moved, and I was kind of lonely and felt stuck at home, and it was snowing, and it was just, you know, I was just in a funk. And um I found myself yelling an awful lot at my boys, specifically my three-year-old, not really my infant. And um, I remember one morning sitting on the couch, we were watching his morning cartoons, and I had my my computer in my lap and my coffee in my hand, and he was, you know, being three and jumping around the couch, and um, he leaned over to give me a hug, I think, and he ended up, um, like, hitting my arm, which spilled my coffee all over my computer. And um, I lost it. I just started ranting and raving and just like, I was so angry. And when I sit down, when I sat down and wrote about it later on the blog, I realized that I really did need to stop. I needed to get myself out of the funk. I needed to stop yelling at my kids because he didn't deserve that. And um, I wrote in there, I said, I need to stop and I want you to join me. And I started the Stop Yelling Challenge and just having... um, that many people knowing that I wasn't going to yell anymore was a big push to not yell. Um, and so since then, I haven't, I can honestly say I haven't, like, ranted and raved at my kids. Um, I may have raised my voice here and there, but mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to that uncontrollable anger stage. And so I feel pretty good about that. But So um, how long ago was, was that? That was last February of, okay. uh, yeah, 2014. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. And our family's gotten a lot calmer since then. Yeah, it's nice. It's a pretty big accomplishment, especially when you're coming from a place where you you feel like it was kind of getting out of control. Yeah, well, and I think that I always knew what to do. I just wasn't doing it, you know, because I was not in a very good place um, emotionally. And I think that once I started taking care of myself a little bit better, I was able to take the challenge the challenge is a little bit easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So. so what kinds of changes do you, do you think that you've seen in your family since that's happened? 
Um, I've seen a lot of changes. I mean, overall, we're pretty, we're pretty happy family. I mean, we have moments where we get frustrated. I mean, they're two and four, so right. <laughs> there's going to be tantrums. There's going to be times that we fall apart. But I found that I have been able to handle those um, with a little bit more grace and and I've been able to be more calm about things. And that has kind of rubbed off on my husband a little bit. And he's not yelling as much either. And we're both just able to kind of be this united, calm front with our children. And they aren't flipping out as much anymore. And they're listening better because we don't have to get to that yelling point to get them to listen. Um, and it's been it's been really nice. You know, I don't know what's for the future for us. You know, there, I'm sure there's going to be a point where we aren't in a good place because that's just the nature of life but right now it's pretty good so that's awesome well great i you know i'm in the the article the ultimate guide article um you you talk about these five different things and and you kind of take those from all of these other articles that that are out there because there's a million of them about how to stop yelling and how to stay calm and all that kind of stuff and you kind of just narrow it down to these five kind of categories or these five areas. And I thought that they were really profound, really awesome um, insights for parents to, to look at. And so I wanted to kind of explore those a little bit more with you. Um, sure. And so, you know, the the first one that you mentioned is the physical reminders. And you men- mentioned using your cell phone in the article. Um, mm-hmm. How exactly do you do that? Do you have a specific app that you use or anything like that? Or is it just a a picture on your phone or how do you use that? Right. For me, I have just a picture on my phone um, of my boys. And it's because, you know, my phone is a big trigger for me, honestly, because when I'm distracted by my phone, I can't be there for my kids. And I get frustrated when they try to, um, you know, pull my attention away from my cell phone, it's really bad. So I'm working on that. So having a picture there reminds me that they really do come first. Um, The article that I linked there actually goes to my friend Erica's blog. Her blog is called What Do We Do All Day? And she has actually set alarms that go off at certain times of the day that are really hard hard for her. Like Uh when our kids get home from school, it's like a reminder that to not yell and to, you know, approach them with kindness. And I thought that was really... Um, profound and kind of a neat way of using your cell phone to stop yelling as a yeah, physical reminder. A idea. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I always talk about um, with my clients in my counseling office about using, I, I usually refer to them as mental tags. And I talk about, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, like I have a, a ring that, that has special meaning to me and, and those sorts of things. And throughout the day, I find myself playing with it. Um, mm-hmm. And and it, I've kind of attached this special sort of sort of meaning to that. Whenever I I feel myself touching it, it kind of brings those those thoughts and those memories and those feelings back. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that that idea to to use your cell phone and to, I mean, just to associate with that cell phone ring, something so positive, something, um, because oftentimes our cell phone rings are not not as positive, you know, my, I use <laughs> yeah. it for my alarm clock in the morning and that's not necessarily the, the best, uh, <laughs> the best awakening, yeah. I guess, the connection there. Um, but I, but I like that idea of just a, a simple, 
alert, you know, uh, uh, something that just reminds you at those hard times during the day. I think that's great. Yeah, I thought it was pretty brilliant. So I haven't set alarms for myself for that, but I probably should. But yeah. <laughs> well, so what what do you think for for most moms at least? I mean, I'm I'm a dad. My wife is a, a stay at home mom. Um, <clears throat> what do you think? Maybe I can gain some insight for helping my wife here. But what do you think are some of those times of the day that are most difficult? Um, getting out of the house first thing in the, like, that, yeah, trying to get everybody all wriggled up and dressed and out of the house with all their stuff is, can be really, really hard. Um, I think that when kids get home from school, that can be difficult. My kids aren't in school yet, but from what I hear from a lot of parents, that's a really difficult time. Bedtime and, uh, oh, cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. is probably the hardest time of day for me. Okay. <laughs> my husband's not, my husband usually gets home between like 5.30 and 6, and that's the time I'm cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, there's lots of time in there potentially where he's not around to help me. And so my boys typically need my attention. Um, they're getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. And all I want to do is cook dinner, and that's a really good time. Um, and then bedtime is always, can be difficult for some parents as well. So those are the big times of day, I think. I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, so yeah. so you just talking about that dinner time kind of you know brought uh-huh. some images to my mind, and I, I'm kind of wondering if if you can also kind of share with me maybe some things that for the dads that are listening, what what are maybe some things that the dad could do that your husband could do or whatever to to help you at the that that really difficult time when everybody's coming home, everybody's kind of congregating and everything gets really crazy for you. What, what do you, what would be most helpful for, for you and other moms out there that have, are in the same kind of situation for, for a dad to, to do? Um, my husband is really good about this and he will come home and he goes upstairs and, and changes um, out of his uniform and into, like, comfortable clothes. And he always takes my boys with me, and he spent or with him, I'm sorry, and he mm-hmm. spends however long it takes upstairs wrestling with them on the bed or whatever, and that's kind of like their time to connect and play with him, um, and I get to be able to cook dinner by myself, and it's pretty glorious. <laughs> I love that time. So when he gets home in time to do that, it's awesome. Okay. So, Great. Yeah, it's kind of what he does. Well, awesome. So just kind of if you were to list to maybe a few other physical reminders that have been really helpful to you, um, what what might be just a few other small little things, physical reminders that parents might be able to use? Sure. Um, probably the most popular physical reminder that that's on my blog that people have really liked have been my yellow hearts. Um, my son's favorite color is yellow. And what I did is I cut out, um, out of yellow construction paper, I cut out hearts. And I kind of put them in hot spots in my house. It's like um, on my microwave and on my fridge in my kitchen because that's where I cook dinner. And cooking dinner is hard. Uh (laughs) And um, it's a little reminder when I look up and I see that heart, too, that it reminds me of my son and of my challenge to not yell. I put it on the back door before we leave the house in the morning. Um, I put it on his bedroom door. Um, I also have a little heart on the rear view mirror of my car um, when I'm driving. You know, just little places um, 
they're there to remind me to not yell and that he matters more than um, than the yelling or than you know than his behavior. So um, that's really popular. I personally, like you, I have a piece of jewelry. I have a necklace that I wear, um, and it has my boys' names um, stamped on it. And I, I play with it a lot throughout the day as well, mm-hmm. and they and it reminds me of them. And it's just having that piece there. Um, I, I like the idea of rings or bracelets more because you can actually see those. Um, but I'm a fidgeter, and I fidget with my necklace, and that's just as good. So that's I like the idea of the jewelry a lot, actually. Cool. Those are both great ideas. And I... I, you know, haven't done hearts or anything like that in my house, but we, I'm a sticky note guy. And if you ever go into my (laughs) counseling office, I've got sticky notes everywhere on my desk and, and all over. And so I use sticky notes like crazy and same kind of concept, but I I guess I'm just not as creative with the hearts and things like that. (laughs) uh, So the second point in your article is staying calm in the moment. And um, mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to get a feel for, with you, What what's it like or what's it feel like for you when you start to lose it, when you start to kind of lose uh, your cool and move <laughs> yeah. into that area? Yeah, I mean, you can feel it. Um, I think that, and that's one of the things that I talk about a lot in my, I've got an e-course about anger management, and that's one of the things that I talk about a lot is um, understanding your body and mm-hmm being able to recognize when you start getting angry. Because I think a lot of people think that they just go from zero to 60 without realizing that there's kind of a process in there. Um, And so it's learning about, you know, how your body's reacting. So when you find yourself getting sweaty or your heart starts beating fast. And so I've been really good about trying to notice those things within myself. Mm -hmm. And that's when I start doing the calm down strategies for my, for me. And, um, one thing that I like to do, um, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> um, I'm just that kind of person. I'm constantly talking. And so I like to have little mantras or little reminders to myself that I use in those moments. I'll like, I will close my eyes and I will just be like, I love them. I love them. I care about my kids. I love them. And you can do this and you can be calm and you can do this. And that really helps me kind of just refocus my energy so that I can approach my kids in a calmer place. Um, and But it takes practice to learn how to do that um, and to take that breather and that pause before you act. Um, and that's one of those things that I really try to teach in my course because um, sometimes people really forget to do that or they don't realize that they can. You know, they think they have to act right away, but that, that pause is probably the most important part of the yelling and staying calm in the moment. That's so. great because, you know, I I always talk to, um, you know, almost everyone I see in my my counseling practice, I deal with some, some struggle with self-regulation in one way or another. And, and mm-hmm. we always teach some, some relaxation skills and some different things to kind of manage those body symptoms and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, right. you know, that practice element, is so important and and a lot of times i've found that if you don't if you don't prepare with that that practice that a lot of people will like just take deep breathing for instance i think a lot of people will you know they'll teach some deep breathing and the person will go home and they'll start to get upset and they'll take a few deep breaths and 
the anxiety or the the anger or whatever it is doesn't totally dissipate you know it doesn't totally go away and so they kind of have this idea of well it didn't work and right you know and that can be a frustrating place both as as someone teaching this concept as well as the person trying it you know trying to get that done and <clears throat> i love i love that you said you know practice 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 because that's such an important element to recognize the small changes that take place when you start to to use those skills and and things like that right because yeah. it's not going to happen the first time. I mean, there's not like a magic pill. Where it's like the first time you do this, it's going to be all fixed and better. You know, it's one of those things you have to work on over time. And, and you'll notice it over time that it's working better and better. But, yeah, it's that practice piece. And, and that self-awareness, I think, is really important. So I, I really yeah. appreciate that. You know, there's um, Victor Frankl. He had a quote that I love. And he says, he says, below between stimulus and response there's a space in that space Mm -hmm. is our power to choose our response and in our response lies growth and our freedom and and i i love that quote because that space is so important and you were talking about you know taking control of that space in between when something happens and and how we react or respond to that and how do you think um, or what are maybe some things that you do or you teach parents to take hold of that space? Um, similar, I think, so like I do the mantras and the calm down strategies. That works for me. That may not work for everyone because everyone is different and and we all require different things, I think. Um, and so there's lots of things you can do in that space. Um I think it's important to remind ourselves that um, that these are our children and that you really do love them. One of my favorite ways to respond is to actually yell that I love you to my children. Like when I'm angry, I'd be like, I love you. <laughs> and it's silly. And it's, but it's, it's almost a way of getting out some of that pent up aggression, but you're still doing it in a loving way. And it's like a reminder. To, it's like almost like this harsh reminder that you really do love these kids. Cause I think when you're stuck in that part of anger, sometimes you forget that piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, you're so focused on their behavior and your feelings about it that you can't always remember that these are your children that you really do love them and you care about them and you really don't want to hurt their feelings. And so it's just kind of a cool way of doing that. Um, but like I said, I think that it's just that um, taking that pause and then making the decision on what to do. I don't know if I'm answering your question very well. but no, um, That's great. Yeah, but you I, know, I what, also, you know. Go, go ahead, ahead, I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, it's like in that pause, I think it's important to teach um, parents to make a decision. Like, how are they going to approach this as well? Um, And because I think a lot of times parents just react. And most of the time, you when you take you can take a break and your kids are going to be okay. And I'm not talking about like a 10 minute break, but even just like a little pause and just take a minute to think about how you're going to respond. And um and I, I like to respond through play is one of my favorite ways. 
you know, and I'm feeling pent up and I'm feeling angry, then I try to approach it in a playful way. You know, I'll turn the whole thing around by making silly faces at my kids or, um, my kids really like to, to rough house. And so I'll, you know, go tackle my four year old or, um, you know, do something that kind of changes the whole spirit and feeling of the house. And it helps my mood. It helps their mood. And it kind of just, um, dissipates some of that anger and aggression that's going on in that moment. So that's so great. Anyway. I love, I love that. I, you know, I, um, I talk a lot about, uh, family nights on my blog and having these these times where you actually I feel like play is a really good disciplinary technique um, in, in the sense <laughs> that I mean it it teaches things better than almost anything else we can do and you know one of the mantras or one of the things that I I say to myself sometimes when I'm in that position is I say I can do anything for so long um you know i'll I'll, oftentimes i'll say i can do anything for 15 seconds and i'll just wait 15 seconds or sometimes it's as long as i mean sometimes i try to draw that out and say i can do anything for a minute and i just just Mm -hmm. wait that minute out you know and and the funny thing about it is if you remind yourself that you can stay in control and and manage those things for just 15 seconds or just 30 seconds or whatever it is, you find that it starts to lift within that period of time, you know, and it it doesn't Mm. feel quite so difficult and, and ominous, you know, at the end of that, that waiting period. Mm, That's good. I like that. Yeah. Well, um, I want to move on to the, um, the next point in your article is, is other ways of approaching our kids. And what are um, some some other ways of responding? Could you share an example with um, when you've used one and what happened? Sure. Um, so one of my favorite techniques is the whisper technique. And I'm not talking about like that. There's something called the angry whisper, like when you're so angry at your child and you're like in their face whispering like mean things. Uh-huh. I don't want to say mean, but like out of anger, if you know what that feeling is. Um, but it's more of like changing. It goes back to that changing um, the feeling of the house in that moment. And so if you if your children are getting rambunctious and crazy, if you can whisper to them and be like, hey, if you can hear me, look at me or, hey, I really need you to go do this you know, whatever it is, they will match your your tone and your volume. So if your children are getting out of control and you feel the need to yell over them, um, a lot of times if you bring it down and if you whisper, then they will respond in a quieter tone as well, and then you won't feel the need to yell to get their attention. It's just kind of one of those little tips to get their attention without having to yell, basically, because I find that a lot of parents yell they feel like that's the only way they can get their kids' attention is if they yell at them. So it's just other ways of doing that without having to yell. And whispering is one of my favorite ways of doing that. That's great. I, you know, that's I'm great. always fascinated no. by the, the kind of paradox, <laughs> all these paradoxes of parenting that kind of come up of, you know, to get to be heard, we actually have to talk quieter. <laughs> You know, and right. <laughs> it, it's just such an interesting concept to me. And it just, I don't know, that always kind of stands out to me when, whenever we talk about 
responding that way. I think, you know, moving towards your kids and, and touching them on the shoulder or, or those sorts of things go right along with that. And it's, it's such a, such a better way of, of dealing with those, those hard situations when you're feeling like they're not listening. So that's a great, great suggestion. Um, So the the next uh, the next point you have in the article is realizing that it's not the kids. <laughs> so how do you think knowing this and what leads us to yell changes things? Um. Okay, so realizing that it's not the kids. Um. A lot of times, you know, I mentioned it before when my when I was in the funk with my older son. Um, when we are not well taken care of and we are not um, in a good place, we have a tendency to get frustrated and angry more. And that's kind of what the point of this is, is that it takes um, it takes a lot of introspective looking at you know yourself to realize that your anger may not be about your children's behavior. It may be about the fact that you just may not be in a very good emotional place in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for me when I first started on this challenge because I knew that I had to take care of myself first before I was ever able to stop yelling at my kids. And um, and so when we're stressed, when we're overscheduled when we're just overwhelmed with life in general, it takes some really processing on what's going on with, with you that could lead towards your yelling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because when your kids act out and you're not, because kids are going to push boundaries. You know, that's kind of what they do. The um, the game, right? And sometimes the they may, huh? The name of the what game, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it's part of parenting. Um, and they're going to do some things that you're not going to like. And it's and if you are in a better place emotionally, then you're going to be able to handle that situation better. So it's um, really focusing on you and realizing that it's, it's not the kids. And seriously, some days I have to be like, I have had a really hard day today. And my children have been just children. They're not doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything out of the norm. I am just not handling their, them very well. And it's hard to acknowledge that sometimes, but a lot of times it's true, you know? Yeah. And, you know, in, in true parenting, true is an acronym. And the last letter U of true is, stands for upgrade yourself. Um, and it's, these Mm -hmm. are the principles of true are kind of just kind of pillar principles of, of parenting that I kind of refer back to all the time to remind myself to, to keep on track with these kind of overarching principles um, and upgrading yourself. I just think both when, when you're able to kind of work on yourself and, and not just in re you know, reacting to things, but proactively working on improving myself, my, my dealing with my own stress and, and managing my daily schedule and learning new things and all of these sorts of things, when I'm able to do that, I both, first of all, I'm able to to just deal with life better. And second of mm-hmm. all, you know, we, we become a, a great model to our kids of what a real healthy adult looks like, you know. 
Um, right. And and so I just think that's such a important point to with anger and yelling and all these sorts of things to to focus in on what can I do each day, not just in, in reaction, but each day to to get me a little bit closer to where I want to be as a parent, but also just individually as a person. Right. Yeah, right. Well, it's like I know that this year my family's um, going through a lot of transitions. My husband, we're going to have some time with my husband's going to be gone, and we're going to be actually moving twice this year, and there's a lot of stress that's going to be coming up, and I know that, and I'm aware of that, and sometimes just being aware of the stress and trying to make plans around the stress and just giving yourself a little bit of acknowledgement that, like, this is really hard, and it's okay if you fall apart every once in a while, um, but it's about repairing it with your kids, um, telling them that, you know, apologizing whenever you do break down because it's going to happen and then moving on, you know, and trying to do better. Because I think that it's okay for children to see us when we get angry. And it's okay for them to see us at our worst as well, as long as we acknowledge it with them and we can have a good, healthy conversation with them around it. I think it's important because um, it teaches them how to do that as well because life isn't always easy. So it's showing them how to make it work, you know, how to deal with it. Right. So. Great, thanks. Well, so the last point of the article is to make a plan. And I think that this is a really important point, but I think what sometimes that can be kind of daunting to parents and, and they're not sure where to start with that plan or what creating mm-hmm. a plan looks like. And so I'm wondering if you could kind of give us an idea of what, what that looks like for you. Yeah, sure. Um, let me think back to my plan. Um, you know, I think it's, um, I think understanding the calm down strategies, and, and I don't mean like calm down in the moment, but like how to reformat your day, how to approach situations a little bit differently so that you don't have to yell. Like the Orange Rhino has a full list of um alternatives to yelling and some of them are as silly as like doing jumping jacks Uh or um, making Uh silly faces or they're laughing out loud doing something to um to help in that moment and i think that just educating yourself about some of those things and and really just i i personally i really like having i'm an information junkie i want to know exactly how to go about doing things and so i like to sit down and and make a plan so i like to talk about the different strategies that i can use and um and if i do make them you know if i do yell at my kids um what am i going to do to repair that um how am i going to um you know, in a moment of frustration, how am I going to learn how to calm down and where am I going to go get these tools to help me and how am I going to talk about it with my kids and just kind of having a good understanding and then you can start practicing it. I think it's just, um, you know, you know, Dr. Um, Laura Markham has a good plan to stop yelling. You actually have your um, 21 days of yelling that I really like um, about keeping a notepad Um to kind of track everything, you know, and just being really intentional with not yelling is part of the plan, I think. So. Yeah, and you know, um, I really like to to get my kids involved in in planning as well. Um, yes. You know, I we use our we have a weekly family night, and and if there's anything that comes up that we're kind of just starting to see a pattern, you know, of 
this maybe this behavior with the kids or our response, you know, turning a certain direction and anything that kind of causes problems in the house, I guess we, we like to bring that up and just kind of say to the kids, you know, I'm really sorry that, sorry that this has been going on. I, you know, I know that you guys don't like it when we're this way and, and we don't like being grumpy and, and all this kind of stuff. So what do you think we can do? And we use a lot of whiteboard, you know, use a whiteboard and scribble <laughs> out ideas of, of things that they could do and things that we can do. And sometimes we'll leave that up on the wall all week and, and we'll refer back to it and we'll say, okay, so let's, you know, each of us have a part in that plan. And I've found that that's been really, that's been really helpful because we become yeah. each other's yeah. allies, you know, in, in creating the, yeah. the kind of home that we we want. Yeah, that's actually pretty brilliant. Um, and I've seen a few people do that within my Stop Yelling Challenge. Um, even like my friend Dana from the Lemon Lime Adventures, she's a blogger there. She yeah. has taken the whole challenge on as a family and they, you know, keep hearts, you know, I'm all about the hearts, I guess, on a uh -huh. chalkboard, you know, so if they've had a good day, they can put a heart up there and they can see how many great days of yelling, not yelling they've had. And the whole family is accountable for keeping each other from yelling, you know, um, and it's, idea. yeah, and having that teamwork there is, a, and it kind of builds that family unity and it keeps everybody accountable. I think that's pretty brilliant. So cool. I like that. So, um, <clears throat> Before we wrap up today, I wanted to ask you a few kind of just quick questions. I want to run through these, and, and I'm just going to kind of let you run with them. I'm going to try not to jump in and, and give my two cents here because I just really want to hear what you have to say about it. So the first one is just what do you love least and most about being a parent? Okay. Um, so least, right now <laughs> – um, because I think my my children are very young still, I miss um, spontaneity. I miss just being able to, like, call a friend for dinner and go do dinner, you know, 7, 8 o'clock at night or um, just go shopping one afternoon or having a little bit of freedom without having to worry about um, nap times and meal times and picking up my kids from preschool or having to be places. I just would love to just sit and relax and not have to go all the time and if I did want to go it's because I wanted to go not because I was expected to go <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense but that's that's kind of what I'm struggling with at this point is just that spontaneity and feeling like I've I don't know not that I'm stuck necessarily but um, maybe it is I don't know I miss the freedom I guess of not having kids <laughs> um, um, but that being said I'll tell you, I love my kids. I love the fact that um, I get to play with my children all day, and that's just really kind of cool. I've always been a, a pretty playful person. I mean, my my specialization in counseling was play therapy. You know, play has been a really big part of my life for a long time, and the fact that I can go run outside with my kids um, and you know, sit down and do puzzles and color and um, play monster trucks and wrestle and um, just enjoying that playfulness of life is really kind of cool, you know, and your kids kind of give you a reason to do that a bit more. I think adults forget how to play as they grow older, so it's nice having kids to kind of remind you of that, so. 
Awesome. Thank you. I think you. that's it. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> sure. So, What's what's one thing, um, you know, I always refer back to the, the true acronym for teach, relationship, and upgrade yourself. And so what what's one thing that you want to make sure to teach your kids, and how are you doing it? Um, so there's kind of two, and they kind of go hand in hand, I guess. Um, and the two that I can, that are the most important in my family are respect and kindness. Um, you know, we talk about how um, in our family we're respectful people and we're kind people and we make that a part of our, um, I guess, like our family mantra. Like, this is who we are. We are kind and respectful people. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't mean like respectful, like I'm your elder, so you need to respect me. Right. It's more of that respect of respecting other people's needs and wants and wishes and boundaries and respecting their um, their words and paying attention to what people need. Um, and using kind words and being kind to other people, um, and and we make that part of our daily lives. And I will even, you know, in moments when I may not make good choices with my children, um, I will go back to them and say, I'm sorry, that wasn't a very kind choice of mine. Mm-hmm. I will do it different next time, and maybe we'll talk about different ways that I could have been kinder. Or I'll do the same thing with my son, with my son if he's not being nice to his brother. I'll be like, that wasn't a kind thing to do. What can you do um, to be more kind um, next time? And so it just becomes like part of our daily vocabulary are these kindness and respect. And it's this ingrained part of our lives. And I hope that my kids, as my kids grow, they continue to have these values. And I think it's working so far, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's so. great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Okay, so um, what what is one of the most valuable things that you think that you do daily to strengthen your relationship with your kids? Um, I think that's making time for them, um, and and it's even like the small moments of time. You know, like when my son first wakes up in the morning, you know, both of them, I. I make sure to give them hugs and kisses and say, good morning. It's good to see you. How did you sleep last night? And making sure I'm intentional about, um, you know, welcoming them to the day with happiness and a smile and with love. Um, and, and just taking the time to connect with them in little moments throughout the day, making sure that I tell them that I love them like as much as I possibly can. Um, and that they, that they matter. I think that it, you know, it's really important to, um, to be very honest with your feelings with your kids um, and, and to show them that they are loved. Um, yeah, so probably that morning time and bedtime at night, I try to really make sure that, that we talk about how much they're loved and that they are cared for and that they matter. I think that's really important. So Great. Okay, so in the last, last couple of things yeah. here is – is uh, what's what's a personal improvement or habit that you've developed that you feel has contributed to being a better parent and really just enjoying parenting? Um, yeah, it's tough, but I think it has to go back to um, to self love and self forgiveness. You know, understanding that I'm not going to be perfect and to give myself a little bit of grace about that. Um, you know, when I do make mistakes, it's okay to it's to remind myself that I can't be perfect. 
and I try to take small moments out of every day to take care of myself because I know that if I'm not well taken care of, then my kids aren't. Mm -hmm. So I get up early every morning because I'm a morning person and I spend time with me, (laughs) you know, where I can focus on myself and collecting my thoughts and making sure that I'm okay so that I can be okay for my kids. So I think that's probably the best habit that I have is getting up and taking that time for myself to kind of, yeah, get ready for the day, I guess. Excellent. You know, I've, I've, I've enjoyed talking with you so much today and I appreciate all of the, the wisdom that you've, you've shared with everybody. And so in closing, I just want to invite you to tell people where they can find you online Tell them about your website or social media or any place where where you'd like them to go and find out about what you're doing. Okay. Um, so my blog is um, jartonboogers.com. Um, pretty easy to find. Um, I do have a Facebook page, and I'm on there a decent amount. I also spend a lot of time um, in my Stop Yelling Challenge group. Um, you can find that by going to my blog and clicking on Community. And there you'll find a link to my Stop Yelling group. Um, and I'm in there a lot just talking about yelling and parenting tips. And um, it's kind of one of my favorite places to hang out. But I spend most of my time on Facebook. And you can find my blog. So. Okay. Yeah. And her, her Facebook page is great. I, I follow oh. it. And I'm always looking for fun stuff to share from her blog and from her Facebook page. And so... She uh, she shares some wonderful stuff there, so everybody check that out. And yeah, um, I like my Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I like your Facebook page too. Well, thank you. So thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time to to spend with me today and getting to know you a little bit better and letting everybody at True Parenting know a little bit more about you too. Okay, this is great. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate being here. You bet. Okay, so what a pleasure it was to talk with Amanda after being in contact with her online for so long. It was wonderful to actually sit down and have a conversation with her and hear her voice and and be able to learn all of the wonderful things that she had to share with us today. I hope that everybody else listening to this enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed actually talking with her. And as promised, Amanda has generously offered to offer the True Parenting audio audience and the trueparenting.net audience a 15% discount on her course entitled Mama's Anger Management. And to get that 15% discount, all you have to do is go to trueparenting.net and the article by Amanda entitled The Ultimate Guide to Stop Yelling at Your Kids And at the bottom of the article, you'll find a link to Amanda's course, and you can click right through, and that is an affiliate link. I would love it if you would go through that link. It it would help out at True Parenting as well as help out Amanda. And at checkout, just use the offer code TRUE, T-R-U, all caps. So if you struggle at all with keeping your calm with your kids or... You want to stop yelling at them, but you just seems like you can't get that under control. Go ahead and check out the Mama's Anger Management course and go ahead and get that 15% discount. Hurry 
because her next course starts on the 13th of this month. So it's just a few days away. So you have a few days to get over to trueparenting.net and link through and go ahead and get that discount. So I hope that you've enjoyed the interview today and that it was beneficial to you in some way. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. Have a great day, everybody.